From Creation Ministries International, you're listening to Creation.com's article podcast. The research into insights that give God the glory, refutes evolution, and gives you the answers to defend your faith. I'm Joseph Darnell. Kinesin molecules are motor proteins found inside living cells. Known as the workhorse of the cell, they haul vital cargo along roadways in cells called microtubules. Stephen Block, professor of applied physics and biological sciences at Stanford University, has said the kinesin functions like a locomotive in cells to ferry cargo back and forth. A typical kinesin molecule is a mere 70 billionths of a meter long, that's three millionths of an inch long, and has an amazing likeness to a person. A typical kinesin has two arms of sorts on one end that holds onto the cargo, and two legs on the other end that walk along the microtubule, pulling the cargo toward its final destination. In a sense, it's like they're postmen delivering mail inside cells. Picture with me the microscopic town of a living cell. Inside all life forms that have nuclei in their cells, proteins and other parts need to be delivered to specific places within the cell at specific times. If the needed part is a protein, a manufacturing plant, called the ribosome, receives blueprints for the parts from the nucleus. The information is stored in the nucleus on a strand of DNA, but the blueprint is sent in the form of an RNA copy of that section of DNA. This is a complex, coordinated effort, as something first must access the creature's DNA library, unzip it at the exact location for the specific information required, for whatever part is to be manufactured, create a duplicate of the information for the part, and deliver it to the factory. Then another organelle in the cell, called the Golgi apparatus, packages the needed part by wrapping it in a bag, called the vesicle, and imprints the address where the part is to be delivered in the cell onto the outside of what's called the vesicle parcel. Then a kinesin is summoned. It picks up the parcel and walks along the microtubule roadways in the cell and delivers the parcel where it is needed. Many different types of kinesin and kinesin-related proteins with different specifications and functions have been discovered in various organisms from yeast to humans. What I just described was simply an example of a common task. To grasp the complexity of what scientists are observing kinesin do, we could use the following hypothetical scenario as an analogy from a more familiar point of view. Joe, that's me, is working at his job one day when his machine breaks down. He identifies the broken part and makes a call from his cell phone to a local manufacturer requesting a new one, giving them the part number. The manufacturer agrees and records Joe's address. The manufacturer has a list of all the part numbers on hand, but not a schematic for them, so they send an email to another company that has a copy of all of the blueprints for every part needed in the industry, requesting the blueprint. A person there makes a photocopy of the needed section and delivers it to the manufacturer. From the instructions in the blueprints, the factory then manufactures the part and puts it into a package marked with the postal address from its database. A courier is contacted. He comes to the factory and picks up the package. Having detailed maps of the city, the courier plots out and travels along the most convenient route and delivers the package. Mission accomplished. 
Most would agree that the level of complexity just described is pretty impressive. The technology and integrated components, such as the specialized knowledge and communication systems, manufacturing capability, and databases needed for such intricate procedures are incredibly sophisticated, and all of these steps were coordinated by intelligent people at every stage. However, the actual processes involving Kinesin are far more complicated than what I experienced in that example. As astounding as this is, research is showing that kinesins do far more than initially thought. Kinesins are now known to support mitosis, which is cell division, and meiosis, cell division in which a nucleus divides into four daughter nuclei to make reproductive cells. In addition to transport of mundane cellular cargo, kinesins transport the neurotransmitters needed for neurons to communicate with one another. Certain kinesins can dismantle the microtubules after their journey. Controlling the length of the microtubules is particularly important during cell division. Lack of control can cause chromosomal instability, which is in turn linked to human cancer. Professor Matthias Reif from the Physics Department of the Munich University of Technology says, Our results show that a molecular motor must take on a large number of functions over and above simple transport if it is to operate successfully in a cell. It must be possible to switch the motor on and off, and it must be able to accept a load needed at a specific location and hand it over at the destination. Not only do these incredible Kinesin robots perform a variety of tasks, they also do so with incredible efficiency. You might say that each of them includes state-of-the-art features. Not only is it tiny, but Kinesin's motor is about 50% efficient, which is about twice as good as a gasoline engine. And pound for pound, Kinesin produces nearly 15 times more power than that of a man-made engine. The Kinesin motor is impressively fast, capable of 100 steps per second. Scaled up to our own dimensions, a motor with corresponding properties would travel at similar speeds and produce as much horsepower per unit weight as the jet engines of the thrust supersonic car, which recently broke the sound barrier. This would be proportional to a person moving 600 meters per second or 1300 miles per hour. Kinesins are powered by the universal energy compound known as ATP, which is produced by another incredible molecular motor called ATP synthase. Each molecule of ATP fuel that Kinesin encounters triggers precisely one 8 nanometer step of the postman, but Kinesins go into sleep mode when cargo isn't attached to prevent ATP from being wasted. Similar to how modern computers shut down after a period of unuse to conserve energy, Kinesin have a hibernation feature as well. Although scientists know that the motor folds over in an auto-inhibited state when resting, the molecular mechanism remains unclear. And Kinesin molecules also work together when the going gets tough. If the load-needing transport is too heavy for one postman to handle, there is significant evidence that cargos in vivo are transported by multiple motors. They also demonstrate multiple handling of the cargo. Similar to runners in a relay race, Kinesins can hand off their cargo to a fresh bystander after delivering it a certain distance, and the other Kinesin will finish the delivery process. Kinesins also have a bypass mode ability that allows them to navigate around obstructions they may encounter. Similar to a GPS system, recomputing. Kinesins have demonstrated the remarkable ability to reroute automatically when needed. 
And the most ardent champion of the green movement would be jealous of the Keynesians' conservation and recycling capability. There is good evidence they are either transported back to the sales center in groups by large transport units, like mass transit in cities, or alternatively dismantled and their parts recycled when they're done with their tasks. We'll talk about how evolutionists handle such evidence for creation after the break. Debate over the opening chapters of Genesis has continued over a century and a half since Charles Darwin advanced his revolutionary ideas. Arguments that once raged between liberals and evangelicals are now mainstream evangelical debates. Was there a historical Adam and Eve, an actual original sin? And how did the New Testament writers, including the Lord Jesus Christ himself, treat Genesis? Does theistic evolution enhance our understanding of origins and Christian doctrine? Author Philip Bell's book, Evolution in the Christian Faith, sets out to explore these questions in detail. It assesses the impact of evolutionary thinking in society at large, and whether or not theistic evolution is compatible with core Christian doctrines. The attributes of God, the deity of Jesus Christ, the problem of evil, the nature of mankind, original sin, death, the gospel, the restored new creation, missions, and evangelism. You'll find Evolution and the Christian Faith available at creation.com store. A link to it is available in the show notes. Of course, the incredibly sophisticated biotechnology of the Keynesian molecule screams design. But does God get the glory in the scientific literature describing these amazing machines and processes? No. Nature does. Quote, it is impressive how nature manages to combine all of these functions in one molecule. In this respect, it is still far superior to all the efforts of modern nanotechnology and serves as a great example to us all. Why is it at a time when science is revealing such telling evidence of God's handiwork that intelligent people can see the evidence and deny the Creator? It's because of the atheistic, evolutionary indoctrination that most people in the Western world receive. Atheism is committed to naturalism, and so as Dr. Scott Todd, an immunologist at Kansas State University said, even if all the data pointed to an intelligent designer, such an hypothesis is excluded from the science because it is not naturalistic. This would have been surprising news to the many great God-fearing scientists of the past, such as Sir Isaac Newton and Louis Pasteur. Of course, according to evolutionary theory, Eukaryote cells supposedly evolved well over 2 billion years ago. This means evolutionists are willing to believe that such astoundingly sophisticated technology like molecular motors and their operating systems arose through natural processes with no intelligence very early on their imaginary timeline. But this is technology far superior to anything the most intelligent scientific minds on the planet have ever produced. Bloch has said, Motion at the cellular level is a hallmark of being alive. A fundamental question is, how did living organisms figure out how to move? The answer is they developed kinesin and several other very efficient protein motors. If kinesin were to fail altogether, we wouldn't even make it to the embryo stage, because our cells wouldn't survive. It's that important. Evolutionists have no plausible theory on how something as sophisticated as kinesin and the required operating and communication systems could have evolved in a gradual fashion, 
let alone all of the countless other functions and features we know of in so-called simple living things. However, when we see similar machines and operating systems in our everyday life at work or home, such as robots, computers, the internet, and other technologies, they are always the result of intelligent and intentional design. How much more logical to believe that the ultimate mind we are able to conceive, the creator God of the Bible, created all of the marvelous machinery within us and the world around us. The Creation Article Podcast is produced out of the U.S. studio of Creation Ministries International. Learn more about our ministry at creation.com. This episode's article was written by Calvin Smith. Our speakers and scientists host creation.com talk, which is available as an audio podcast, or you can watch it on YouTube, whichever you prefer. And get in touch if you'd like to have one of our speakers present at an event or at your church. If you'd like to help further our mission, become a monthly supporter making a donation at creation.com donate. Your family could learn much more about God's world if they read Creation Magazine, which is available at creation.com magazine. Be sure to subscribe to our e-newsletter or follow CMI on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'm Joseph Darnell, and from everyone at creation.com, thanks for listening. <music>